1: Yes, yes, welcome into another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. This week's guest on the program, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, ladies and gentlemen, Cardinal shortstop Paul DeYoung. Really enjoyed this conversation. I actually got a compliment on this conversation from Observer and Cardinal Spring Training Coach and broadcaster and friend of the show and Cardinal Hall of Famer. Jim Edmonds, he enjoyed this conversation with Paul DeYoung. He's a big fan of his uh, and uh, liked hearing uh, some personality that he displayed in this uh, interview. And, uh, and we're happy to bring it to you today here on the Tim McKernan Show, the Cardinal shortstop. Dealt with injury last year on a hit-by-pitch, and you know he came back after it, but he wasn't necessarily the same guy as he talks about uh, in this interview that he was before the injury and the frustration uh, and emotion from that day. And uh, now the expectations that he has for 2019. I feel like when we talk about the 2019 Cardinal lineup, maybe I'm off on this, and I don't know what what you, and I say you, I'm speaking to you individually. I'm connecting with you right now. This is tantric. But uh, that he doesn't really get talked about all that much. And I kind of feel like I think that way uh, as well. Like you talk about Carpenter, certainly the, the polarization that is Dexter Fowler. You obviously talk about Goldschmidt, and Ozuna, of course, you're going to talk about Yadi or Molina. Um, certainly, a lot of attention on Harrison Bader getting his opportunity, and Colton Wong at uh, at second with the the potential upside defensively. But I feel like the young, for what he can do and what he has done, I don't necessarily feel like it's getting as much attention. Maybe I'm off the mark. So, um, and he's a really sharp guy, good guy. And, uh, you know, I saw Derek Gould doing a, a story over the offseason. Actually, it wasn't a story. It was chat. And the question came up about Molina and, and being, you know, a player, one of the few. God, I bet you could count them on two hands. Players who spent their entire careers in more than a decade uh, with, in the big leagues with one team since 2000. That actually might be interesting to look up. I, I'm sure I won't do it. But if I, it did strike me a few hours from now to do it, I'd look it up, and I'd wonder how many there have been uh, because, because of Molina. He said the young has the, the most potential to do that with the Cardinals because they locked him up, and they might wind up keeping him, and he could be the kind of guy that could become a – uh, a long-term St. Louis Cardinal. And right now, I kind of feel like he just flies under the radar for the ability he has, and part of that was because his, his year, last year was knocked off track, and the Cardinals haven't been a playoff team since he's been part of it. But either way, um, a good guy, a sharp guy, a guy who loves the game. He's like a baseball nerd guy, along with being a nerd about other things. So it was cool to catch up with him and and spend, oh, I think we went 20, 25 minutes on this one. So that's coming up here. It's brought to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, a wonderful sponsor Of this program and somebody who I wholeheartedly recommend to our audience because I know how important it is to make sure you're taking care of your financials and getting organized and I also know how sharp Mark is how good of a how sincere he is I think if he said tell me give me one word to describe Mark Hanna and I think I would say sincere Uh, you meet with him you talk with him on the phone I know you're going to appreciate him And I mean that in such a big way, especially at this time of year where people are focused on getting their financials in order for for tax season. Here's somebody who who gets it and understands the process. He's been doing it for a while, and he's just a good guy. And like I said, very sincere. And everybody's plan is different. Everybody's goal is different. His number is 314-889-0503. That's 314-889-0503. Or go online to evergreenstl.com. Every Monday when we have a new interview, Sunday nights, for those of you who get ahead of the curve, it's presented to you, the guest is presented to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And if you've been enjoying these Cardinals interviews, as the HomeLoanExpert.com studios have been in Jupiter, Florida here for the last month and a half, and you haven't listened to them all, I'm going to see if I can rattle them all from memory. Former Cardinal Brian Jordan, former Cardinal David Eckstein, current Cardinal Dexter Fowler, current Cardinal... Uh, Alex Reyes, and current Cardinal Paul DeYoung, all guests on the Tim McKernan Show in long-form interviews. Settle in and enjoy them. It's presented this week by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, and we are in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Ryan Kelly and his staff at the HomeLoanExpert.com Man, uh, Ryan is going to save you money. You're buying a house, you're refinancing, he is going to save you money. And that's, when it gets down to it, that's why people choose to do business with one company over another. And I get that, and I understand that. However, at this time of year, Ryan puts his money where his mouth is. He really puts his actions where his mouth is because he, once again, be in training for the Baton Memorial Death March, which is a 26.2-mile hike in the desert, in New Mexico. Despite injuries, Ryan continues to go back to support the active and retired service members. That is something that is of the utmost importance to him. I'm so impressed by it. He does something every year, like climbing mountains, which is what he did last year, and he does the Baton Memorial Death March, and he does it to raise money. He doesn't need to do it, but he does it to raise money. I'll be real honest with you. If I had a business growing like Ryan Kelly's, I'd be more than happy to meet with people, and I'd be more than happy to cut checks, but I'm telling you this, I wouldn't be climbing mountains, and if I was injured, I wouldn't be going on a 26.2-mile hike, but that's Ryan Kelly. He's the HomeLoneExpert.com. He'll save you money if you're buying a home or if you're refinancing, but... He's a first-class guy with a really good staff. It's Ryan Kelly online at the com, the sponsor of our studios. And that's where I caught up with Cardinal shortstop Paul young for this week's edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. Paul, thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having me. All right, man. No problem. It's, a, it's good to talk it over with you. Now, I was participating, and I'm sure there was buzz around the camp about it in the Cardinal Fantasy Camp a couple weeks ago. Uh, and I put on a... I put on a show. Yeah, MVP. Uh, got one out to the outfield. Tyler Green was able to get out <laughs> there three feet into the grass and snag it. But I, when I was out here walking out to uh, to play, I noticed this was like two or three weeks ago. You and Colton Wong were already here, mm-hmm. feeling ground balls from Okendo over there mm-hmm. on the on the field turf. So you've been here for at least a decent amount of time. Yeah. How long have you been in Jupiter?
0: Well, I got a place in the area now, so I spent a lot of my off season here just working out. I feel comfortable working out here with the staff and. Uh, I really wanted to get out here early working with Okendo, just continuing my defensive development. And, you know, Colt's kind of on the same page. So we've been working out for probably a month now together.
1: That's what that's what uh, Colton was on yesterday. And that's what he said. He wanted to take advantage of the time with Okendo because he knew he was only going to be with the big league club for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So what is it about a Jose Okendo where you're a major league guy, Wong's a major league guy, you would think, I would think on the outside, like, you guys kind of know what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You just need to fine-tune it and make sure you're in good shape. What does he tell you guys that is so different than, say, somebody else?
0: I think uh, Jose's willingness to work. He's always here. Um, he gets here and does his own workout at, at like, 7, 8 a.m., and by the time Colt and I roll in around 9, he's, he's ready to go. So for us, it's about the consistency he always brings. Uh, also, his knowledge. Um, you know, I've, I've learned so much from him over the last couple years just working with him. Uh, he teaches me how to do each play and, and he's also his attention to detail. We focus on, you know, the fundamentals and, you know, when the game goes out there we, we make plays however it happens, but in practice we really focus on uh you know making the plays the right way and you know practicing the right way
1: one of the things that i would wonder is if it's a case now that you're at this level and you're working with these caliber of guys that the way that you were playing obviously successful to get here in the first place that you look back on say just a few years ago and go god i was successful and i didn't know Mm -hmm. nearly what i know now is that a is that a mindset absolutely yeah. yeah
0: i feel like uh jose's really helped take my defense to the next level i thought i made uh significant improvements uh last year coming from my rookie year in 17 so i'm um, just continuing to develop on those getting more reps at shortstop i'm getting more comfortable and uh, knowing you know knowing how to make all these plays is going to help me do it more naturally in the game and less hesitant uh, also i think uh you know just over time getting more experience learning the game better that's that's just something that uh is you know standard in life you know the more experience you get you got to that willingness to learn and you know i think i'm applying that to shortstop
1: i I always like to talk with guys and get an idea of how it started for them and when they knew they were kind of in a different world than everybody else on their team so it like little league Mm -hmm. were you were you like pitcher and shortstop and you would rake and go four for four and then strike out like 10 guys and they were helpless against you was it already that gap at like seven years old
0: i always thought i could hit uh, even from age five just learning to coach pitch right away I never played t-ball just jumped right in uh, I think I played first my first few years so I was one of the few guys I could catch because you know
1: the guy that like me they put me in right field I'm wearing jeans to practice and I'm picking the flowers off the ground yeah. that's what they do with me but you're
0: <laughs> at first base first base catch the ball and then um, I always was a shortstop growing up so uh, just kind of stuck in the middle I played a little catcher a little pitcher a little center field just kind of stayed up the middle um, but, you know, moving moving around the diamond was always something I did uh, in college. So it's nice for me able to come back and, and play a consistent position, especially the shortstop position. And it's always been my dream to be a big league shortstop ever since I was a little kid. Were you in a different world in the league? Was I it think, clear? or like- I think when I grew up in Florida, my first 11 years playing baseball for two seasons a year, you know, I really thought I was a, a high level player. And then. We moved to Illinois, and I started middle school um, in Illinois, and that's when I started playing basketball. And got a couple of bad injuries freshman, sophomore year of high school, and I never played an official varsity game. But I always thought basketball was a good sport for me too. So a little s- slow to the development game as far as high school and college went, but. Once I got to the pros, I felt like I, I really took off, and the Cardinals gave me great opportunities to advance. Why do you think you really took off once you got to the the pro? Well, league? a little bit towards the end of my college career. Um, you know, I got drafted in 14 after a good season and, and didn't sign, and then I had a really good summer ball league in the Northwoods League. I hit 20 home runs, and going into that 2015 year, I knew I was going to have a pretty good chance to, to get drafted high. So I feel like a lot of it's a snowball effect, the confidence, more more playing, and you know, just a willingness to to want to get better, and I've always trying to improve their little areas of my game and try to be that complete player. How would you describe the day
1: last year where you get hit and it essentially ends the season? I mean, it's it's it, it in the moment when that happened, were you thinking, "Oh my God, this this yeah. this could be it," or were you thinking, "Oh, this isn't that big of a deal"? What were what was going through your mind when that?
0: In the moment, I was telling myself, "I'm okay. I'm not. It's not broken. I'm gonna be fine." But you know obviously i was devastated after that uh, x-ray we took right after the game and honestly was in tears a little bit just because you know how much i care about playing this game and wanting to be out there with my teammates but you know those wounds healed over the next couple of weeks and once i got started to get back around to baseball activities i started to you know get more confident and excited to get back on the field but for me when i came back off the dl it it was more mental i don't think it was ever physical for me i always felt good when i came back it was just you know, wanting to make up for that lost time right. and, and do what I did my rookie year, um, it just put a little too much pressure on myself to, to to succeed. And you know, I felt like I I got better as as the second half went on, but you know, I learned a lot on the DL and coming off. So, as you guys look at what happened in August last year, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I
1: I've, I've watched the Cardinals, been both a talk show host and in television in St. Louis since since the late '90s. And then been a fan of the team since growing up in, in 82. was five years old and watched the team win the World Series. And usually you can kind of get an idea of where a team is in July. Now, what happened here in 2011 was a freak show, but the team was was solid at, at certain points. For you guys to turn around, like I was on the phone with Mazalak on July 31st to try and get an idea of what his thought process was. I'm like, oh, they mm-hmm. traded Tommy Pham. It looks like they're just going to go sell, 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 because mm-hmm. that happened like 10 in the morning. And then that was the only real move. And I was on the phone. I'm like, did you ever think about like trading Carpenter or Ozuna and maximizing their value right now? And he goes, no, 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 no. We want to bring the young guys up and see what they can do. And then, you know, we still think we can win this year. And I'm like, okay, you know. And then August happens. Mm -hmm. And you guys were the one of, if not the best teams in the game and one Mm -hmm. of the historic teams in August. It also happened to coincide with Mike Schilt. Mm -hmm. What do you think took place in August that led to... I mean, obviously the, the pitchers that came up from Memphis were sick, mm-hmm. and you guys wanted to a tear. But what did you see being yeah, around the club? I think notes? there were a
0: lot of things. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, kind of getting over the manager change. Took the rest of July to kind of get comfortable with Schilt, and you know, I think we we really started to you know kind of pull for him as far as getting comfortable with him as a manager. He he always left a good impression on us. But also, you know, I think we were fully healthy. We had Yadi and I were back. Uh, we had Carp and, and Wong, and obviously Ozuna and Carp were were. Doing really well, so um, and then the guys from Memphis coming up, the young pitchers that were just dicing. So I think we just had a great mix of guys that uh, we just played well as a group, and I think we were 20, 21 and ten or something on the yeah. month. It was it was a great month. So I think that's the type of team where we're going to be this year. Where we have that same type of core, and we even have even better pieces as far as Goldschmidt and Miller now. So you know, looking forward to this season. I, I think we have. Uh, all the capabilities of doing what we did last year and then some. When you when you go back to the final week of the season, when I mean, you guys are on
1: the doorstep right there with the Brewers and the Cubs yep. for, for the National League Central, and it just unfortunately fell apart. On yep. the outside looking, it's like, yeah, a lot of those guys who were killing it in August were young pitchers, and they mm-hmm. might not have ever been in that spot where they're pitching that deep into a season, that mm-hmm. many innings on the arm. You look back on that because people are like, oh, the Cardinals, three straight years not being in the postseason. But every year in each one of those years, you guys were right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's not like this is a an also ran. I mean, it was right there to win the division, even yeah. at the end of the week.
0: Of course. Here. And uh, the division's so competitive. It's going to be like that this year. So, you know, our job as a team is to just kind of keep trying to win series and, and focusing on that as opposed to, you know, trying to make up time at the end of the year. It's always hard, especially when you have to rely on some help. So, for us it's about winning series and i think last year you know we won however many series in a row i think it was 11 um and we we're i think a turning point was when we lost to cincinnati at home that series it would have been yeah. you know adding on to our record of series in a row and we kind of just dropped that and obviously that tough milwaukee series at the end um you know they kind of just outplayed us there but you know I, I think for us it's about winning in the division because um, we play the most games against those guys and you know trusting in ourselves because you know we have all the pieces we need i
1: i asked this question knowing it's it's kind of difficult to navigate just because i know that nobody's going to at least certainly publicly and probably don't want to really do it privately be critical of mike Matheny. so i'm asking it more in a, what is the difference with mike schilt not for you to set up to go yeah mike Matheny did this we didn't like it but what is it about mike schilt that you guys have taken to
0: I think Schilt brings um, energy every day. He wants to win uh, legitimately, but he also wants to find ways to win. As far as helping guys uh, kind of get get to that next level, whether it's um, you know mental component or you know he's a good he's a good uh, you know he, he defers really well to his staff and he knows what he wants to accomplish out of his staff. Also, I feel like he understands the the hard the hard game we play. He understands that we're not gonna always have it. We're gonna have to find ways to win. So. To me, he, he has our back and he, and he has good communication with, you know, what what he expects from us and, and what we expect from him.
1: You're good friends with uh, Harrison Bader, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so what has it been like for you guys to kind of experience this, this rise, whereas a couple of years ago you're, you know, certainly prospects, but on the periphery and now yeah.
0: key components – Mm-hmm. as good friends yeah. of, uh, of a major league team with high expectations this year. Yeah, Harris and I have been together pretty much the whole way. We met in the airport in O'Hare on our way to Peoria way back in 2015 and uh, we've been up the middle um, these last couple years and you know, really I just think he, he brings such an energy and such a, a tenacity to the game on uh, both the defensive, the offensive, and the base running side and you know, kind of feed off him but also, I think it's our attitude. We're always talking after the games about, you know, how do we win? How could we have gotten any better? Uh, what we can do differently? Just little things like that. I think it's just the willingness to want to win and compete. And I think we feed off each other great. Hope you're enjoying our conversation with Cardinal shortstop Paul Young here
1: on the Tim McKernan Show. Uh, talking over regarding, uh, you know, his, his start to his baseball career his experience in in 2018 with the injury and attempting to come back and be the same guy, and uh, how he views uh, 2019 and uh, being a uh, Florida resident and just kind of nerding out on a variety of things uh, with the Cardinal shortstop. And without our sponsors, we have no interviews, we have no questions from the audience, we have no podcast, and that's why I go out of my way to say, if you're on board with this show, if you're on board with all of our shows, TMA, the Cat Chat the Tim McKernan show support the sponsors and James Carlton has been a part of our family here now for going on a year and a half and um, and for the first year James Carlton was somebody I was simply talking about because I got to know him and I got to know his business visited his offices in Webster Groves and then as I got to know him I'm like I got to switch to James Carlton and it's a just it's just it happens to be a fun little anecdote James has told me people have called him and started doing business with him because they've heard me say I switched and they're wondering why would I go out of my way to switch? Um, and my answer to that is customer service, because you call 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net and you're going to hear from somebody right away if you call or get a response right away if you go online and send an email. That's important. That's, that, that's just something that I, I live by. I'm not really good on the phone call thing myself, but texts or emails, I'd like to think people know they're going to get a response uh, pretty pretty quickly, and that's how James operates his business. And then and then, secondarily, attention to detail. And you're talking about your biggest investments. You're talking about home, auto, life insurance. This isn't stuff you mess with, but it's usually stuff people think about after the fact. Let somebody take care of you who has that attention to detail. It's James Carlton, 314-961-4800 or online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. We're also presented by PGA National. P.J. National Resort and Spa. This week we had some uh, listeners come down from St. Louis and enjoy Cardinal Spring training in 75, 80-degree weather. And that's great. And that's outstanding. And you could be staying in a horrible Airbnb or a terrible hotel, and it's still going to be a win. But if you're going to do this and you want to do it the right way, and whether that's a golf trip with some buddies or, Or if you're taking significant other down for a weekend, or if you're taking the family down, or if you're going to go with a few other couples, whatever the case might be, PGA National Resort and Spa is the place to go. All right, let's just focus on the golf trip. Five golf courses. Five golf courses on the property. And two driving ranges and practice facilities. On the property. Let's say it's just a trip for you and your significant other, and you're getting away for a weekend, and you're maybe going to catch a Cardinal game. That's fine. There is a world-class spa right on the property, or the pool. It's like a Las Vegas pool. Restaurants that are incredible, all right on the property. Going with a few other couples, you're going to have your choice of golf. You're going to have your choice of the spa, the restaurants, the pool. Or you're 10 minutes away, at the most, from Roger Dean Stadium, where the Cardinals are playing. Want to go see the the Nationals and Astros, the Marlins? They're all in the area as well. It's all here, and the restaurants around here are incredible. There's no better place to go than PGA National Resort and Spa, home of the Honda Classic and our home for a number of years here on Inside STL on the Tim McKernan Show. It's PGA National Resort and Spa online at pgaresort.com. Now back to our interview with Cardinal shortstop Paul DeYoung. He was the model for the powder blue jerseys. I like the powder blue jerseys. Mm-hmm. As a kid of the 1980s, Cardinal fan, you're th- be honest with me. What are your thoughts on the powder blue jersey? I
0: can't wait. You I'll like the powder I'll, blue. It's good. I, it's very I love important to me blue. to hear. I've always liked that color, especially in a jersey for our alternate. You know, I couldn't ask for anything better. I, I ask guys this, and they
1: look at me like, wow, you're 42, and you care about what hats we're wearing, but this is important to me. I'm kind of messed up. The Cardinals were wearing the Navy caps on the road with the gray jerseys up until, like, I think 2012 or 2013. I've complained to Bill DeWitt, as you can imagine. He's really not interested in in my opinion on it. But what would you prefer? Because sometimes you guys will wear the Navy caps on the road if you're playing the Reds or Phillies or whomever. Do you like the Navy caps with the road jerseys or the red caps? This is I've very always, important.
0: I've always been a big fan of Navy and gray, so that's
1: Yes. Cool. Yes. That makes me so happy to hear you. I just no, think
0: it's a sweet look. It uh, is, isn't it? it it's just a sharp l- look. It looks good. I think red at home and the white is, is iconic, but... You know, the blue hats on the road, I, I like it God them. bless you. Sharp guy. So you made the move to Jupiter here. When did you make that move? Uh, sometime in November. I, yeah. I was looking throughout the season to try to find a spot in the area. Mm-hmm. And I'm from Florida originally. so. What part of Florida are you from originally? Orlando. Okay. Uh, my family's in Orlando. I have family in Naples too. So close enough, a little triangle to make. And also just love being down here early and enjoying this area. I really love the beaches here on, on Palm Beach area. So, you know, I'm really happy to be in this settled here it's the greatest so I come down here I live here for
1: like three months each year playing golf all the time are you a golf guy not much more of a fisherman but if you wanted to get into it I bet you would yeah, though, I mean,
0: I'm in the right spot. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll play a best ball game, and I'll get a couple shots here and there, but for the most part, I'm relying on my teammates. I saw Tyler O'Neill walk out with new sticks. Looks like he's committed to that that task this o- year. O'Neill has a golf swing for sure. I think he could possibly win a long drive competition. I would
1: imagine he would ship
0: it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Luke Voigt, former Cardinal, yes. has a huge drive.
1: Does he? Yes. He's one of those Chaminade guys, the tough streets the of showing the that
0: angles way left, though, and then, mean, then he then hooks it, it way back <laughs> over the trees, so. The ends
1: justifies the means, yeah.
0: man. He plays his slice. So, so
1: with, with as much time as I'm down here, uh, I always like to get people's perspective who are residents, especially guys who are uh, natives of uh, Florida. I think some of the best restaurants you're going to find are in the Jupiter, Palm Beach mm-hmm. region. What are some of your favorites for our listeners who will be coming down for spring some training? Some of
0: my favorites. I like uh, Dive Bar. It's over in Jupiter. Uh, I hear that's the bee's knees, and I still have never been there. Indian Town and, yeah, Indian Town and uh, US-1. Great sushi. Um Another spot I like, uh, Three Forks over in the Gardens. Yeah. It's a nice, really nice steakhouse. Um, I haven't been to the Woods Restaurant yet, but I've, I've heard been to good the Woods. Things. Yeah, but, the Woods. That's a whole scene there. Yeah. That's a whole thing. And for, I mean, people assume Tigers like bussing tables, and yeah. I got to be honest with you, you just don't <laughs> see them that much. <laughs> and, and for pizza, I love Grimaldi's over at the Gardens Mall. Leftovers. Leftovers strong. is a great spot. Square Grouper. Square Grouper. Uh, Utiki Beach. Yeah, that um, little scene up there. Uh, yeah, definitely. On the inlet. And then, uh, trying to think where else. Uh, three Natives for an Acai Bowl or a smoothie. Oh,
1: nicely done. Yeah. My wife will be happy to hear about that. Sushi is the thing here. So, you were saying, what, what was the place you like for sushi? Dive Bar su- for dive sushi. Dive Bar Sushi.
0: I need sushi. I'm mm. a sushi
1: guy yeah. uh, all the time. I love going sushi. So, this area down here... You know, I mean, I know you were an Orlando guy and family in Naples as well. But when the Cardinals arrived here in 1998, like, we're looking across at where Florida Atlantic is and, like, the apartments, and that was just fields. Wow. You know? And now this whole area, I feel like it just keeps growing up the coast. It's mm-hmm. like the next area, I don't know, Hobe yep. Sound and, mm-hmm. you know, Stewart, Port St. Lucie yeah, and Stewart, Saint exactly. If, they're, yeah. if, they're just, if people are just going to keep, moving. Yeah. I mean, if, as far as an athlete to be able to play year round, whether it be baseball or golf, mm-hmm. so many prospects come here because you guys can play year. round Yeah,
0: exactly. And I enjoyed the Florida winter. Actually, everyone's all bundled up. It's 50 degrees. I'm like, well, I'm still wearing shorts and a hoodie. It's not too bad <laughs> compared to northern Wisconsin. So, you know, I, I, I like the change of seasons a little bit in January when you get a little cool Breeze going, but now it seems heat's back and sun's going to stay. It's the, I mean, it's (laughs) the best.
1: I think once a lot of people now in tech can work remotely. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see more. I mean, obviously, it's a lot older
0: people around here, but you're going to see more and more younger people moving Mm -hmm. down here because they can work remotely. You know, and the beaches and. Um, honestly, the roads there. There's no one on the roads after eight o'clock. So <laughs> what are you nice. trying to say?
1: People are going to bed. <laughs> people will get the
0: early bird special. So if you're going to travel around, I would go around after eight. It's a good strategy. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so I'm, I'm curious
1: with this because I know you're a sharp cat and also obviously major league player. I'm stunned that guys like Harper and Machado are are not signed as you and I are sitting here and, and, and talking. But it's not just those two guys. It's like a hundred other. A lot guys. of guys. Yeah. I mean, you're taking care of. I mean, relatively speaking, you've got a nice long-term deal. But as a as a fan of the game, as an intelligent guy, when you look at this and you're talking with your teammates, whenever hanging out or on you know on the field doing drills, mm-hmm. what do you guys think when you see this?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, you know there's a lot of good players that are out there, and you know it's it's up to the players and the owners to come to an agreement for contracts. But I think you know the trend lately is that guys aren't worth uh that much money for seven years when you're already you know been in the league six years so there's a lot of uh issues with long-term contracts so you know it's about weighing the options of security as far as if you want to take a lot of money for a one-year deal and try to your try your luck next year yeah. or you know i think or you're gonna have to take less money uh for a longer term deal so you know, i feel like as an individual you're gonna have to figure out what what your own body tells you how many more years you got and you know what you think you're really worth, but. You know, waiting uh, for me, I like knowing that I'm on the team and ready to go so I can come down and get comfortable. You know, I think it could uh, affect your development as far as if you're missing part of spring training because you're still waiting to sign. You know, I think that would put a lot of stress on me. So as an individual, if I ever have to go through that later on, I'm going to want to try to come to a deal early before spring starts just because – you want to be able show that you're ready to play and that you want to be here. Yeah,
1: no question. People bring up, like, oh, well, if they were to, you know, not that the Cardinals, who knows? Maybe they are in you know, Machado, God only knows, but... Oh, and then then DeYoung De can move over to third, it, just kind of like oh that's what would happen. Is that something that you're like yeah eventually I'll probably be a third base. You're like why do people talk about me at third base? Yeah I would
0: say why do people keep talking to me about me at third base? <laughs> it's like base? talked
1: about like it's like it's like this <sighs> understood thing and I'm like well, I've never heard Paul say that. What does Paul no, think?
0: I feel like I'm I'm a good shortstop and I, I deserve to be the shortstop for this team. Um, you know there are a few guys that I feel like if we got that might be a shortstop over me but. I think Machado's proven third baseman and you know I think I I think he still fits over at third with us Um, not to take anything away from him he's an amazing player but um, he's also a gold glove third baseman and you know I feel like I've been putting in the work and I proved last year uh, with my defensive numbers I felt like I did a, a great job and trying to build on that this year and stay on the field all year and you know hopefully you know be that kind of guy up the middle that we can rely on and that we're going to need to you know push us over the edge
1: back when the Cardinals and Cubs were having some rivalries when La was the manager and Dusty Baker was the manager they kind of got in a spot where they were screaming across each other at dugouts Mm -hmm. at Wrigley Field I think it was like 2003 and it was the best because it was like all the rivalry now the teams actually care as well Mm -hmm. as the fans And then this year, at the Cubs equivalent of the winter warm-up, Chris Bryant says St. Louis is boring. Now, I kind of took that. I'm like, oh, he's on. He's just entertaining the fans. It's Mm -hmm. a harmless thing. Who cares if he thinks St. Louis is boring? Great. He's from Vegas. It's a hell of a lot more entertaining than anywhere. But then Yadier Molina kind of got a little feisty about it, and I asked Flaherty about it earlier today, and he's like, hey, listen, if Yadier doesn't like it, then we all don't like it because yeah. as we go, as Yadier goes. Mm-hmm. What was your thought on that? As a guy who spent some time in the state of Illinois and knows both yeah, areas and I a mean, Florida guy. I
0: understand uh, the context of the situation. You know, Dempster's egging him on, and, and I think Chris Bryant's nice enough. I don't think he, he meant too much by it, but... If Yachty wants to have that little edge, uh, we're going to take it. And, you know, it just gives us a little bit more fuel as a group to want to wanna beat the Cubs. And, you know, not not to beat the Cubs to spite Bryant. We want to beat the Cubs to beat the Cubs and, and be the Cardinal team that we want to be. We want to beat everybody. So for us, it's just about, uh, you know, coming together as a group, if anything, uh, trusting with Yachty and Flaherty and, and all these other guys that want to win and want to beat the Cubs now. And I think it just helps us.
1: I think fans love it if they feel like the teams don't like each other as much as the fans don't like the other fans. Have you ever been a spot, whether it be Little League, high school, college, whatever, where you're like, man, we really don't like those guys. We think they play dirty, or we think they're shifty, or whatever the case might be. Has that that ever happened? Not
0: quite. I know uh, the game has kind of evolved over the years. I know the the umpires are getting involved a little bit more. When I heard old school baseball, like, uh, you know, it was taken care of on the field, so... You know it's kind of changed the game a little bit as far as no one wants to really hurt each other we still have that professionalism but at the end of the day uh, you know we're not friends with the other team We're we're trying to compete and win so you know you can be friends after the game after we win that's fine with me but you know, I still want to go out there and dominate doesn't matter who we're playing final
1: thought for you here so as I mentioned you and Colton were here super early uh, Goldschmidt obviously a leader here super early Molina's been here for a while um, you know, I mean, you can read all it into and write great headlines like they're here early. They, they must care more. I don't know. My read, though, is this group is feeling something a little different. And I don't know why that is. And maybe I'm wrong on that. But when you do have the entire infield here, you guys were like here like 15 days or so mm-hmm. before you even, quote unquote, needed to be. Mm-hmm. Is there anything to read into that or is it just guys who are like yeah it's cold where i live so i'm going to come down to florida
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i i feel like it's just uh, the willingness to want to get on the field i mean i know for me if i were to stay in like orlando or somewhere up north um for the off season i know i'd be itching to get down here into the florida sun get used to it so for me that's why i've been here early so much just wanting to get reps outside trying to get better uh, as opposed to trying to work out in a gym so the open space is definitely nice but I think it kind of worked out as far as having our full infield here um, gets us comfortable you know carbs moving to third he wants to get a few more reps Uh, Colton and I constantly wanting to get that gold glove that's our next step for both of us so we're out here working early and Goldie, obviously, um, you know, wanting to get comfortable with the new team. So it's just a good mix. And obviously coming off these last three years, not making the playoffs, we know there's a little bit of sense of urgency. So we're here a little early trying to get things rolling and get comfortable, but also uh, being smart with our work and, and trusting in our abilities as, as opposed to forcing it. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate the time. Thanks so much for
1: joining me, thanks and I will take me. you up on the uh, the Jupiter restaurant yep. recommendations.
0: Dive bar, I might hit it later tonight. It's <laughs> strong.
1: Paul, thanks so much. Thank you. So there it is, Cardinal shortstop Paul DeYoung this week on the Tim McKernan Show. He is presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, and we are in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Looking forward to more Cardinal interviews here throughout the course of spring training. I'm hoping for a long-form interview with Mike Schilt, and, of course, the way we wrap up spring training with the president of baseball operations, John my Those are my targets here uh, in Jupiter, Florida. In addition to the interview that you just heard with DeYoung, Dexter Fowler, Alex Reyes, Brian Jordan, David Eckstein, they're all there for you on the Tim McKernan Show. Subscribe to the show, support the sponsors. That's all we ask for. Leave a positive review on iTunes or wherever you may podcast. And thank you to Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, Ryan Kelly, TheHomeLoanExpert.com, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, Design Air Heating and Cooling, PGA National Resort and Spa, Mike Judy at MikeJudyPresents.com, and Johnny Landoff, Chevrolet at Highway 270 in the Washington Elizabeth exit, online at Landoff.com. Support the sponsors. They make the podcast possible, as do you, of course, the listeners. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.